You're listening to This Is Spinal Crap, the podcast about living well with spinal cord injury. Remember, if you heard it on This Is Spinal Crap, it's probably not medically correct, so always check with your spinal unit or an appropriate medical professional. This Is Spinal Crap is sponsored by Coloplast, providing effective solutions for bladder and bowel management. Hi again from the Spinal Crap studio. Uh, I have to be honest, I am super excited about being back here again with you guys today. We left on such a high after the last episode um, and it's been such an amazing experience so far. We're into week four of This is Spinal Crap and today we're going to be talking about some of the less attractive elements of life with a spinal cord injury. You guessed it, we're talking about bladder and bowel management. But we did talk, we did say we'd promise some poo talk. So before we do all that, let's say hi to the rest of the team. Chris Keogh. Hello. Mark Henderson. Hi. Rubayat Ahmed. Yo. <laughs> Ian Mackey. Hello. And Grace Spence-Green. Hi. And I'm Ruth Early. So hi, everybody. Um, before we do crack on, though, I want to say something about that we left out really from last week, and that was my fault. Um, we... Uh, We're talking about sex and relationships, and I didn't really add much because I felt that I had nothing to contribute. But I spoke to some women this week who were all single women with spinal cord injuries and realized that that in itself was an important subject. Um, And uh, so just because there's tumbleweed blowing through my love life doesn't mean that there's nothing to to actually talk about. And I think that that's something that maybe we can come back to in, you know, if we get to do future episodes of of the show. Um, And yes, so... Just to that those single women harness your inner Beyonce and uh, and and life is great. Um, yeah, we'll get back to that in another, hopefully, another series of this is spinal crap. So back to poo. Um, it's poo and bladder and bowel. This is a, a mammoth discussion topic, and we'll never be able to cover all of the bladder and bowel related difficulties that affect people with spinal injuries. So it's really important that we stress to listeners that your spinal unit is the place to go for proper advice. And we're not medical professionals. um, So everything that we say is is purely based on our personal experiences. Um, I am going to start with you, Rubes, because um, there are a lot of listeners out there who aren't themselves spinal cord injury patients or people living with spinal cord injuries. They may be families or friends. Um, or there may be people who are still at the acute hospital who aren't quite aware of what lies ahead. And you, in the past, have had a lovely way with words when you have described um, some of the problems that people can have, uh, specifically with bowels. Let's start with bowel first. Um, can, can you explain to us what kind of an impact a spinal cord injury can have on your bowel? Yeah, obviously, <clears throat> as we discussed in previous episodes, it affects all our, well, Below the injury, everything's affected. So we do lose control of our bowels, which means that we cannot, well, not everyone, but most people do lose the sensation of having to go to the toilet. Um, So when you don't have that sensation, you don't really know when you have to go to the toilet. Mm. Um, And it's fine when you're in hospital because there's nurses around and there's healthcare systems. So if you do like poo yourself, then there's someone there to help you on the spot. But let's say you're out or like you're at home, then you don't have unlimited bed sheets, first of all, and you can't be 
you can't be like asking your mom every single time to help you. So sometimes you just, and it's not, and we don't have access to a proper toilet. It's even more difficult because you obviously can't clean yourself the way you would like to. So it's probably one of the biggest struggles, but I guess it's manageable because no one should themselves yet in this podcast right now. So <laughs> in that sense, it can be managed. And once you, once you get like, once you make, terms with it that is this is gonna this is gonna be you for the rest of your life you're gonna learn how to manage it and once you learn how to manage it, you can get some aspects of your daily life back how surprising was it for you when you learned that you didn't have control the way you would have liked no that uh, it was um yeah it was shocking because and especially with bladder because i had that indwelling catheter for a long long time which resulted in a lot of infections. Um, but <laughs> like for the first time when I was told about catheters, I just told the nurse, like, no, I don't know what you I don't know what you're on about. That's what I said. She gave me this tube and said, it has to go in you. And I'm like, yeah, it might go in you, but it's not going in me. <laughs> <laughs> I was exactly with, the same. With the, yeah. with the bowel yeah. management, oh, did you find that difficult? Yeah, to... that, that was even more difficult. It's like, mm. First thing, you wake up in the morning and you have to put a finger in there. So, and you're like, that can't be it. So, the, the, there is there are other other methods which Coloplast actually offers peristine, mm. which is a more more dignity. You keep more dignity, I guess, because you don't have to put your. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I I don't know. I I think personally, if it becomes part of your routine. Um, you kind of yeah I, I think I don't think there's dignity in I mean yeah, I no, think you can get dignity in I guess you get used to it but, but knowing that you have to wake up to put a thing in there yeah, it's I not think, the best thing when you I wake up I think Grace you said to me once that a human can adapt to anything Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that is especially appropriate in this case because I, I know it was definitely the worst thing for me to to come to terms with. And I talking to you guys, I'm pretty sure it was pretty high up there for most of you. Um, but I definitely think that you can adapt to things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, Rubes, on a day-to-day basis now, have you adapted to it? Yeah, no, definitely. So it depends because you got you get to learn your body as well. Like I had to stop fizzy drinks after after my injury because if I have a fizzy drink, I know within an hour I'm gonna need the toilet straight away. So I just have to stop that. And I had to stop having like big meals in one go because that pushes down your your well your bowels, like everything. Mm-hmm. So that so there's so many things that you learn step by step. And the only way to learn these things is by Doing it. Yeah, yeah, by yeah, putting yeah, 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 by putting yourself because you don't know until you know. Yeah. Um, Ian, um, have you had similar experience, Rubes, or how how have you coped? Yeah, pretty much the same, I'd say. Um, I had an indwelling catheter for, for a long time, eight weeks probably. So I had a lot of infections and stuff as well. And then um, I was told I'd have to intermittently catheterize, which I couldn't get my head around at all. Uh, probably the hard that was probably the hardest part for me. Um, bowel management was the, was the same using your finger um, because there, you know we weren't. I wasn't at the time told about peristine or um, wasn't too sure how it worked. Then you have to try and understand your body. You know, I had a routine previously. I'd know when I'd needed to go. 
that all goes out the window. So then you have to try and work out, time it maybe, or understand when you might need to go to the toilet after something you might have eaten, then stop eating certain things. So yeah, very similar to, to Rubes, I'd say, probably for most other people. And how did it affect your mental state? <laughs> yeah, it was probably my lowest point in the hospital, mm-hmm. I would say, without a shadow of a doubt, being told catheterize and uh, you're now going to have to start managing bladder and bowel by setting alarms on your phone and things like that, not understanding your body anymore. That was, that was pretty horrific, I have to say. And have you found a routine now that works for you or does it change? Or? It changes. to be With me, it changes because uh, my sensation changes or has changed. So previously I had some sensation and now I don't really. So it, it, I'm still learning about my body, still trying to understand what's what's happening. But I'm, I'm still only, what, three months out of hospital yeah. and seven months after accident. So it's still relatively early days, I suppose. But um, I probably need to try other things now. Um, just to experiment and see what is going to suit me best for the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah. And Chris, how quickly did you adjust to your new daily routines? Yeah, that's a good question. It took a while. Um, I, I'll never, ever forget the day they took out my catheter, my indwelling catheter. Because mm-hmm. when you're in the hospital, because you know, it's in since you come out of your injury, you don't really think about that. It's weird, you don't think about it, do you? Right, I, yeah. I never thought about going to the... For a wee, you just sort of drink as much as you can because it yeah. comes straight out. Yeah. So it's like, right, yeah. And then I'll never get a guy comes in. He's like, right, I've got to take it out now. I was like, sorry? Yeah, we're going to have to put it out. I was like, oh, my God. And I remember I closed my eyes. I had like a stress ball, like a stress football. And I like, was biting it. And I, I think I even had a cap. And like a cap, like a squeeze with my other hand. And I couldn't feel anything. I couldn't feel anything. It was absolutely fine. And I was like, it's out. And I was like, oh, right. Oh, but in about an hour's time, you're going to have to put another one in. And we're going to have to do that every so often, you know, depending on how much you drink. And that was, um, that's when it really hit me. Because I think, as Rube said, I think not walking is really only the tip of the iceberg. The rest of it is, you know, you can't go for a week, you can't, um, or normally go for a week, you can't normally use your um, your bowels. Um, so it, it took a while, but, but now I'm into a really, really good routine. I actually miss going to the toilet. We talked about this actually earlier. <laughs> the oh, relief you get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The relief you get when you have a wee. Like, oh, yeah. you just yeah. don't get that anymore. I used to, like, it used to break up the day for me. You know, I'd go in on my phone, <laughs> yeah. sit there, you know, watch a few, you know, the football highlights or read a few articles or something and then, you know, check back out. I, I miss that. Because I only go once a day now. Yeah, but can you not do that when you're doing your morning routine? Or do, do you do a morning routine? I do. So I have, um, every morning I have a cup of tea yeah. and I have two biscuits for on the weekend as a little treat. <laughs> uh, chocolate on the weekend as well. Wow. Only, dad, only just basic really digestives. Really push the bowl down. Yeah. Um, and then I wait about 10 minutes and then get straight on to the toilet. And uh, I think the process technically is called uh, manual evacuation. So I put a glove on, put some lube on finger, and then manually pull out the poo. Yeah. Is pretty much the, I think the, the most medical so way. So that's a pretty textbook routine then. That's yeah. how you're taught to do it. And did you were you able to maintain that after hospital in your normal life? Yeah, I nothing has changed since I left hospital. I haven't changed mm. my routine, anything. I do exactly the same. Even if I really don't feel like having a cup of tea, you know, it's a roasting hot day. I'm not a big tea drinker. I, I really, apart from the morning, I don't drink it. I'm a big coffee drinker. Um, I really don't enjoy tea, but I'll always have a cup of tea. Um, uh, and first thing in the morning. And I still, mornings is probably the toughest time of the day for me. Uh, I just really, it's hard sometimes you have to wake up like, and as Rube said, it's like, oh God, here we go, I've got to do this again. But I would take, I always take my phone in with me and I put on a podcast 
or I not this a, podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's what every exactly. SCI person exactly. will be doing. <laughs> or like a YouTube video or something, and you know, it, it just makes the time go by. And after now, it's, it's just second to nature. It's absolutely fine. I don't really. It's just just part of my day. Okay, yeah. yeah. And somebody very hilariously said something on Instagram recently. I wish I could remember exactly who it was. Mm. But they just talked about how doing their manual evacuation that they plan for their day and their like brain gets organized while they're in sitting on the toilet. And I just thought that used to be driving to work, you know, yeah, that kind yeah. of while where yeah. you thought about what, what was going to happen for the day. But this guy was saying that that's now his warning thing. He organizes himself while he's sitting on the toilet. Oh, I'm just sitting there watching crappy YouTube videos. <laughs> 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 it is interesting because um, I spoke to a mentor uh, once a week uh, through backup and he said to me exactly the same thing. I couldn't get my head around it at all. And he said, one day you're going to sit on the loo and just be thinking about what you're going to have for dinner in the evening. And I was like, I'm never going to get to that stage. It's never going to be me. I'll, this is just doing my head in. And it's true. You do. You just get to the stage and you just think. It's just second nature. This is, this is, this is, this is what it is. Day, yeah. it's team. It's not, I don't even think about it anymore. It's just something It becomes so normalised yeah. and it's something that you would have once thought was quite barbaric. Um, but it's so not. Like. Now I challenge myself to see how quickly I can do it as well. <laughs> yeah. Have you got a personal best? Free gloves. Grace, <laughs> <laughs> we've already established that you were a medical student before your injury. So does that mean that you had a better idea of what to expect? I'm not sure if it gave me a better idea of what to expect, but I do think it meant I had... Um, I approached it quite confidently. I mean, I was literally catheterizing people uh, two weeks um, before my injury and then they were telling me I had to do it to myself and so I think I, that's been quite helpful for me to just have that mindset of, right this is just something I've got to do this is just something I've got to do to live to live a normal life like this is fine I can I can deal with it and luckily I do know when I need to pee and go and poo um, so it's bowel routine has never really been a problem for me but peeing I just find when I'm out, I find it a nightmare to find accessible toilets, basically. I think that's my yeah. main um, yeah. issue. Yeah. Um, and I think that's an issue that a lot of people listening to this podcast will have. And if they're perhaps not out in the world yet, it's something facing them. Um, and accessibility is a nightmare, mm. you know. Mm. There, uh, I believe there's an app out there that has, shows you where all of the public accessible toilets are. Yeah. Do you know the details of that? I don't know. I let's try and let's see if we can um, find keys them. as well. There's yeah, yeah, there's radar, radar keys. Yeah, if you don't have that. a radar key, you need to get yourself a radar key. You should be able to get one through Charter or whoever supplies your um, your equipment, your products. Um, or if not, ask your case manager if you're still in your unit. Or if not, they're four pound on Amazon. They're called a radar key, and they um, you, they open up all of the um, Toilets in like McDonald's and loads of the pubs and yeah, I found yeah. pubs have been my best bet. Usually they've got accessible toilets. Yeah, so. yeah, they're pretty good. And like I think like I was in a cafe Nero recently. They had ones. So yeah, loads of places have them. Some shopping centres and stuff like that. They're brilliant. Um, Mark, we you don't manually evacuate. You use Peristine, don't you? You don't. I, hope, I hope you don't mind me saying that on a podcast. <laughs> so uh, that is what you're bit? here for. <laughs> Um, you 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 yeah. are a Peristine user. Yeah. No, okay. I um, I started using Peristine at Stanmore at the spinal unit. Um, particularly at the start, you need to do it with a specially trained nurse 
and it take your and so you commandeer the bathroom for quite a while. So for anybody who's listening who doesn't know what peristene is, it's basically a like a, a pump system that you use uh, in your bottom, and it's like a big catheter like the indwelling catheter is that it has a balloon and you can pump that up so it stays in you. You pump the water through it um, and then when you take it out, it all just flushes you right out and leaves you ready for the day. Mm, nice and clean. Okay. And... <laughs> I'm like, you're bad for that. That has to stay nice in clean. Nice and clean. <laughs> Sponsored by Conifer. <laughs> I had a really tough time coming to terms with it. I think it was probably, the, like you, Ian, it was probably my lowest mental point when I started to learn about uh, bowel management. So I also used Peristine, but I think that was um, mostly because they really didn't have an option at me. I was point blank refusing manual evacuation. I just thought it was completely barbaric and I couldn't understand that in this day and age that that was you know, something that had to be done. Um, and I think I kind of lost my mind a little bit. So the psychiatrists were sent in and <laughs> I'm not even joking. And um, yeah, after fair. one particularly bad morning, they were like, okay, we think we're going to need to find a plan B. I was like, yes, please find plan B, C, D, whatever. And I don't care. The psychiatrist get. sent into the bathroom with you, like my specialist no. nurses. No, I don't. I think that, I don't think I got as much attention as you did, Mark. Thank God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank God. I, um, um, yeah, no, I I had very good training. Um, the, the there were brilliant nurses there. They bring you in, sh- they give you a DVD, show you how to use it. They mm. gave me the the device, showed me how to use it, and then I just had to convince myself that I was going into some kind of lovely salon for a little mini yeah. colonic irrigation, yeah. and and then and I just got through it that way. I just like go to my happy place and did it. And th- now I don't even think about it. You know, now it just is what. It, now it's actually probably so easy that. It's it's much more convenient than normal. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? A lot of the time, it's very manageable. It's very predictable. So, um, yeah, I I'm I'm totally fine with it now. I mean, still, obviously, would prefer not to have to use it at all. But you know, it is what it is, and we, we are where we are. So, does anybody else have real problems with farting? It just comes out. Yeah, I just really no it's a great feeling. Nice, I love it, and I, I don't know what's <laughs> happening. Oh, you it's bliss. I, 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 it's weird. Just before it's about to happen, I'm like, here we go. <laughs> Aim and fire. Yeah. But does, <laughs> but it, it, before, and does it happen to you when you're like at work or? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He just blimped oh, to yeah. the colleagues. <laughs> yeah, our meeting room's quite small as well. So I'm sitting there like, oh my God, <laughs> just play it cool. Because <laughs> the worst thing is as well, without sounding too grim, it's been up there for a while. So it's 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 been uh, oh, it's been accumulating. Yeah, oh, yeah. So I'm very. That's why yeah. you need to lean left and right before you go into the meeting room. Get yeah, everything yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like I'm like yeah, like bending over. Yeah. Yeah. Get it all out. Oh, that's oh, it's so I'm unfortunate in that when I stand up, it then tends to come out as I stand up. Oh, if I'm yeah, well, yeah. When I'm standing, standing for something like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it releases out. Bliss. Because I'm quite bloated a lot of the time, and when it when it comes out, oh, it's the best feeling. It comes at the worst possible times, does, though. Really. I had this meeting recently, and it was like a really big meeting <laughs> for um, for the people that I'm working for. And as I was walking out the door with these, you know, new clients who I had just, you know, 
secured and I was very happy with myself. We're walking out the door and one just rips. And I'm walking with these two directors of the company and I just, what can you do? I just had to completely ignore it and pretend that, you know, I had heard nothing and I knew nothing. And it must have been all fine because they phoned me the next day and tried to headhunt me. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't hear it. They were impressed by it. I just look at people and go, spinal cord injury. And they go, oh, right, yeah. Just say no more. Exactly. (laughs) So I'm, you know, so I farted in a in a business meeting. Has anybody else ever had kind of embarrassing embarrassing moments? Ian, how about you? Yeah, when I was uh, <laughs> relatively recently, I was out shopping uh, with my sister. Strangely enough, and we popped in at a Costa Coffee, as you do, and then had a, a hot cross bun or whatever it was. And as I was wandering around, I, I have uh, issues of sensation in my backside and down down my legs. So uh, and I couldn't really feel anything. And I thought, oh, that's a bit weird. As I'm hobbling along on my crutches. <laughs> Something hit the back of my calf, and I looked down and just jangled my jeans around, and a lump of poo fell out. Oh. I realised I'd probably had an accident. <laughs> probably, <laughs> I had to uh, make haste and go to the disabled toilets to uh, clean myself up. So uh, yeah, never drink coffee in a hot cross bun, and then attempt to go shopping. Do you ever bring spare clothing with you? When you I go? do. Yeah, in my bag. Oh, I have a man bag now. Yeah, uh, which has all my yeah. supplies. I do the same. Basically. I keep mine in the back of my car just yeah, in case. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I had a, a a business meeting, and um, uh, you know, the conversation was just getting serious. And I remember just thinking, because I have very slight sensation, and I've never before this incident, I never had wet myself before ever. And I was like, I think I'm going for a wee. Feels like I'm going for a wee. <laughs> I looked down, and there was just a puddle in my lab, and I swiftly just tucked myself even further under the table and kept it under wraps. I don't think anyone knew. And the That's guy impressive. was really awkward at the end of the meeting because the guy was like, Are "You coming, Chris?" I was like. Yeah, I'll be there in five minutes. <laughs> I'll type on my notes and I'll catch you up. And there's like someone else waiting outside the meeting room. I was like, two minutes. <laughs> Can we try out for a little bit? <laughs> and I just ran straight down to my car and uh, yeah, got changed before anyone noticed. But uh, yeah, anything's going to happen. You know, you just got to adapt. Yeah, I've actually wet myself while all of you guys were there and you never knew about it. No way. Um, at the awards, at the spinal games. <laughs> Um, remember how hard we were laughing at our table yeah, and yeah. it was yeah. it was a riot it was really good fun but yeah I had a little accident so I slipped off out for about 10 minutes so and none of you noticed that I came that back dressed nothing differently nothing to do with the alcohol you've been drinking then Ruth well, I don't think I had consumed that much at that, at that stage point. Oh, I mean okay. if I had an accident at a later stage I may not have noticed quite so much <laughs> but no no it was it was uh, was that before or after I'll have to re-examine stage? the videos of you dancing it was after stage okay yeah. after I went on stage from my gold medal rooms. You know what they look like? Oh, no, you no. don't. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Having a pee is a thing of the past, isn't it? And um, Ian, at what point did you realise that the catheters were going to be a lifetime, an ongoing thing? Uh, not until I got to Stanmore. So my acute hospital, um, I had the indwelling catheter the whole time I was there. And I didn't realise, a bit like Chris, um, that I'd have to use um, an indwelling catheter. Basically, I thought it would just come out and I'd go to the toilet and that'd be it. Yeah, me too. Um, And like you, Ruth, I had a bit of a mental breakdown. Um, My wife came in, I sort of sat down with a nurse um, who sort of got the model out of uh, of, of a penis, shall we say, and uh, said, this is how it works. Oh, great. That's just exactly what I didn't need to see. But um, yeah, unfortunately, you just need to do it. But of course... You don't feel anything. That's that. That's the thing. You think you're going to feel everything because you're have the spinal cord injury. It's all numb and 
has no sensation, so um, you don't actually feel too much. And then it's just a case of just keep on keeping on. Chris, can you explain to us, you've talked there a little bit about having the indwelling catheter um, and then the transition on to intermittent catheters. Mm -hmm. For people listening who don't yet know what intermittent catheters are, yeah. can you explain them? Um, so they are, I guess, a disposable catheter that you use um, periodically throughout the day once you've taken in, a, uh, I guess, a fair amount of liquid that you will insert um, down your tube and it will manually extract the urine from your bladder um, and then you flush that down the toilet and you carry on with your day. Um, but, you know, it's... Uh, mine, mine are nice and compact. You know, I keep mine in my wheelchair. Um, this little... Uh, bag, like mini bag, so no one really sees it. Mm. Um, and, you know, it's, it's like, as Ian said, I, I feel it, so my mind like is like a tiny bit of sting, but could you do it three, four, well, I guess it depends on how much you drink if you're on a night out with a few boozy pints. You meant to, I think you meant to take one after every pint. So, is that uh, right? Yeah. Every pint? I think, yeah. yeah, that's what I've been told. What was it like yeah. on the stag do? Sorry? Oh, God, mate, honestly, I went through boxes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it just comes one of those things. And, and um, what I would say to anyone in hospital right now, perhaps, is is at the beginning, it is, it is horrendous. I, I really can't say. It, 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 the th I think it's more the thought. It's the thought of it. The it? mental thought yeah, of yeah. it is absolutely horrific. Because before my injury, I couldn't think of anything worse. Mm -hmm. Now, because I've been doing it for so long, it just comes second nature. And honestly, it, it, it gets so much better. I wouldn't worry about it. It just comes just part of your day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that, that first one... There's nothing I can say that's going to sell anyone. Just know that it, it it gets easier. The first ones always be the worst, but after that, it, it really, I promise you, it really does get much better. Because with those first ones, you need to be trained, like one of the nurses yeah, needs to right. actually yeah. show you how to do it. Rubes, how difficult did you find that? Or was it something yeah, that you no, took to? My one was really difficult because I had my hand shaking and I was like, no, I'm not going to do this. Find some other way. So I was being a little brat, like I was telling them, no, I don't. I'm not doing this. Like, mm. I told him to share it because I was told even before I got to Stanmore. So I was told about indwelling, well, sorry, intermittent catheters while I was in my acute hospital. And I still didn't know like what was going to happen with me. Like what's my diagnosis and whatever, the prognosis and everything. So I didn't know anything about the injury. And the only thing that I knew that I have to put a tube there. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing it. And then she was like, you have to. And I'm like, no, I'm keeping this one. And she was like, what are you going to do when you go out? And I'm like, yeah, the shoe. And then she's like, what are you going to do when um, when your friend's going to see the leg bag? And I'm like, oh yeah, the shoe. There's a, like, and then, and leg then bags we, aren't that fashionable, are they? Yeah, <laughs> like, no. So we're there a couple of, like for actually a good 30, 40 minutes, finding pros and cons and stuff. And then she won. And then when I tried it, I still couldn't do it. Like, mm. like my brain wasn't registering it. Like, mm. it's so unnatural. Like, yeah, things come out of it, they don't go in. That's, that's what I know. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, it's, of course. It's, it's getting your head around it, isn't it? It's completely about understanding and it. I think as well, I mean, it's quite similar for men and women in that that first time is quite difficult. Grace, I um, I don't know about you, but I was in the ward with other women. Were you in the, in the back there? Were you in a ward with other women? Yes, unfortunately. <laughs> we weren't as lucky as Rubes to have our own room. But um, I think that the most common discussion that we had in, in the Bay um, was about how difficult it was to learn. Um, did you take to it like a duck to water? Was it difficult? No, I mean, I thought I'm so good at doing it on other people. I was like, oh, this is going to be easy. And I <laughs> was stabbing myself. I was just putting it in the wrong area. I just completely <laughs> didn't even know where it was at first. And the nurse <laughs> I was with was like, um, okay, yeah, give it another practice. But again, I'm going to say it every episode, there's not enough research out there for women with spinal cord injuries because I just, I, it is a lot more complicated, I feel, to do. I mean, they're both difficult. 
men and women categorization. But, but I think men for, only have one place to put yeah. it. And for women, I just <laughs> yeah. think it's so much more difficult, but there is not information out there. Like I I had about five different nurses tell me different ways of doing yeah. it, they thought. And there just, there wasn't, I just don't think there was enough information out there for me. Um, yeah. So it was, yeah. Well, was I think my, my I was okay with it the first time. I took to it really quickly. Um, the problem was one of the nurses that was on the night that I started it didn't, quite seem as competent as as I was at it and um, actually stabbed me in the urethra oh, and literally ripped me a new one. <gasps> and, oh. yeah, and, and yeah. <laughs> so I was like bleeding out the next morning oh my and had to get the doctor down and they had to do all sorts of cystoscopies and oh. and different tests on me to, to check that everything was all right and um, and biopsies and all sorts. So that was fun. So I was back onto an indwelling for a while. So I had a slight little, you know, concern about going back to the the intermittent catheters. But when I did, I just made sure that I got, um, there was a nurse, well, there's a couple of nurses and um, one of the RAs, the rehab assistants, who I just completely trusted. And I was like, I'm going to do it, but I'm only doing it with these people. And nice. so I refused to do it. I never let that nurse come near me ever again. Her heart was in the right place. Just, you know, it wasn't good. But was um, it in the right place? <laughs> her brain maybe not have been. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, the other girls were amazing and so supportive then. So And I literally got them to show me once. And I was like, don't come near me. Just check that I'm doing it right. Yeah. And then after day one, I was like, right, I'm off to the toilet. Bye. Nice. You know, I did not want them coming anywhere near me. So it was, it was, uh, it was fine then. Um, but yeah, fun times. Yeah, uh, yeah, I struggle. I think, and that's another thing that I struggle with is yeah, finding accessible toilets when you're out. And people will tell me, oh, but you can. I think this toilet is big enough for you. You're fit. And I'm like, it's not about fitting. It's about having being able to have bars and being able to position myself in a way um, that I'm able to do it. And I think people don't understand that. Yeah, no, absolutely. They don't. I actually got in my office building, the guys were doing up the bathroom and I was in the building one day and the builders came out and they were like, oh, come, come, come. And they brought me into the bathroom to show them why it was important to put the bars. They didn't know where to put the bars and they wanted to know why it was important. So I was like, okay, I'm going to educate these builders. And it was was actually really good. I felt like I had done something really worthwhile. Rubes, you were in hospital this week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just said, um, well, I have, since my first uh, indwelling catheter, I have the same bacteria so when, when they put indwelling gaf- catheters, your bladder nev- never empties completely. So there's always like stain urine in it, which produces bacteria. And that one bacteria is still there from the first. Wow. Yeah, so it's like it's like incredible hog bacteria. We can't, <laughs> we can't defeat it yet. Like we don't know what to do because no multi- but like nitrofurination. Grace, thank you, Grace. Um, <laughs> that, that antibiotic, it basically... Kills it for like three months, and then three months after, I'll still get it straight back um, infection. So every three months, I've been to hospital now since I've been out of, out of Stanmore. And it's the same. And it's, it's the, the same. same so this time they realized that all the bacteria have been defeated, but this one bacteria keeps on regenerating. <laughs> it's not like a battle. So, <laughs> so I think something. you could make like a little cartoon about your bacteria. <laughs> so this time we tried the strongest antibiotic to nuke it out of my system, like with all the antibiotics possible. Okay. And so, are you feeling better now? Yeah, I'm better, but um, this antibiotic just 
messing up my bladder. I seem like I'm producing way more urine output than usual. So I don't know what's going on. It's like, I'll do, like usually we're recommended to do catheters between like 300 to max 500. So we don't get our bladder stretched out. Mm. But my one's like, it's reaching like eight, nine, even a litre. But I'm not even drinking. So like at the moment, it's a bit of a struggle because I have to go more often to the toilet and stuff. So. Yeah, I think it's yeah. always kind of, things like that always kind of go a little bit haywire when you have a, a UTI. So I wouldn't worry about it too much if your doctors have it under control or mm, if they I know about so. it. I think that you'll be... You Shout be. out to all the warriors fighting a UTI out there. I know there's loads of people, oh. so yeah, stay strong. It gets better. <laughs> what has your UTI experience been, Chris? I've been really lucky in that I haven't had one. Um, <gasps> yeah, I just try oh to God. drink a fair bit throughout the day. Um, and I, I've been lucky enough to to, to, to avoid one. Um but yeah, I know I know a lot of people, a lot of my uh, guys I shared a ward with have gone back a number of times for UTIs. So I uh, just want to shout out to you guys who may be in hospital with one at the moment. Just just, just finding along and, and stay strong. They can get really, really nasty, can't they? Yeah. How all... about you, Grace? Any any horror stories? Oh, yeah, I've had a couple. Um, I wouldn't call them horror stories. It's just, yeah, it's, it's kind of the same as James. I've had one that's just kept coming back. Um but yeah, I mean, I'm lucky. I can tell when I've got it like immediately, and um, usually I've got antibiotics to hand, so I can just yeah catch it early, and it's usually okay. Well, guys, I think it's time to move on to our favourite part of the show. It's the Wheelie Clever Quiz. You should have a reminder, okay? Grace, of course, is in first place. High five to the ladies. Thank you very much. And that is, yeah, three for Grace. We then have Chris and Ian joined second place with two. For now. (laughs) We have Mark with one. And where's Rubes? Where, where's Rubes? Oh, Rubes is not on the board. <laughs> By this choice. Week, this ahead. week, Rubes, this is going to be your week. For anybody who has not listened before, we should explain what the Wheelie Clever Quiz is. So basically, I am going to ask everybody um, a question. And the question is about another member of the team. So that'll be something that they have done, an experience that they've had, or something about them. You have to guess who that person is. And if you guess correctly, you get one of your beautiful little cutout paper wheelchair people up on our leaderboard. And a picture will be put on social media so everybody can see exactly what I'm talking about. Um, because they are really unmissable photographs. <laughs> um, they're, they're, they are quite cool. So this week's questions for Ian. Oh. Yes, we'll start with you. Which member of the Spinal Crap team played an eagle in their in their year five play? Oh, <laughs> who would play an eagle? That is a hard one. Um, I'll go with Chris. Okay. Why? You're... I have no idea. Because <laughs> any one of us could have played an eagle in their school play. <laughs> Do you not think that Chris would have been the star, no? Yeah. We always Maybe the, the eagle normally, was the yeah. star. <laughs> Fortunately, it was the eagle story. It's not, it's that wrong. is. Oh no, I've done that wrong. It's incorrect. <laughs> I love this xylophone. Um, it's incorrect because the answer was 
Okay, so Ian, no man on the really, really clever quiz leaderboard this week. Um, but maybe Mark can get us started. Mark, question for you. Mm-hmm. Who can fix airplanes? Ian. That is... <laughs> my friends are listening and they might sort of take that and say well we actually come on <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was paper airplanes yeah, yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> had a slight doubt began between you and Chris because you kind of merged into one with your <laughs> <laughs> we um, yeah we should point out there that Ian doesn't just randomly fix airplanes mm. he is an aircraft engineer so <laughs> it's true it's not just a hobby an expensive hobby that he has <laughs> um, so that's great we've got one up on the board and the next question is for Chris Chris which of the Spinal Crap team sang in a church choir at the Royal Albert Hall at the age of 10 Ooh. that's a good one I think it's between Grace and Mark I don't think Ian's <laughs> definitely not got a voice for it uh, maybe Rue I don't know I don't think you got I wasn't in this but... country at 10 yeah. so it's fine <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Mark give me that xylophone thingy and I will tell you that it is which one is right and which one is wrong that was right that and was wrong this one is no. right you are oh is it Grace no yeah, I do have a voice he has oh. Oh. don't you remember he was in a boy band oh <laughs> Come on, okay, I can't believe so, it. Yeah, your best friend. Somewhere. Honestly, oh. I think that's grounds for divorce right there. Um, <laughs> friend, okay. I'm devastated. There you go, Chris. So you're not oh, going up on the board this yeah. time. Okay. Saying how you got scouted for the board. <laughs> there you go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I used it in my demo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Rubes, your question. Oh, this is a good one. I love this one. Who has watched Forrest Gump over 100 times? Oh. Uh, we really want to get you up on the board now this week, Rubes. Between Grace and Chris. I feel like Chris watched the box of chocolate 100 times. <laughs> but I'll say Grace. You're going to say Grace? Yes. Chris, will you do the honours? Oh, it's Chris. Oh, I really wanted to get you up on I the board this Chris time. The <laughs> I don't think I've Guess seen it once. One hundred times. Yeah, I love it. How's everything? It's funny. A bit at the end, where it's like, you know, Jenny passes yeah, It's away. emotional. Yeah. It gets me every Spoiler time. alert. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yet, but if you haven't watched by now, you deserve to have a spoiler. Okay, Grace. Who is going to be dancing to this song at his wedding? <laughs> That's so good. I didn't know that was in the lyrics. What that is was amazing. This song? Oh my la, god. La, 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 la. 
Oh, well, Lyric! Totally I only discovered this this cool. week and I love it. I have oh, made you an amazing Spotify playlist. It's got about 50 songs, all related oh. to standing, walking, I shall pass you know, it to all the DJ. of these type things. So, obviously, um, you know, it's just for fun. Some of them are a bit ridiculous, but it's very hilarious. There's some really good stuff on there as well. So I'm guessing that's Chris. Oh, I'll give you a, a, a side of things. So. I kind of forgot that we were doing a quiz there. Okay, Grace, God, with your so back well. chair, your back chair and your helmet. You are getting up on the board again. Beautiful, thank you. Oh, looking lovely. Okay, is that it? That is it. We have asked everybody's questions. Oh, so... After week four of the Wheelie Clever Quiz, we have Grace, Full House, yay, woo, five, four, four Bat Graces up on the board. We have still two Chris's, still two Ian's. Now there's two Mark's, oh, this is game on, apart from the obvious winner. And <laughs> that's rude, sorry. I'm like, I tried to make you it get simple. One right but, you know, you'll get there next week. Next week, Rubes. It's going to be your week. I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you will. Rubes is crying right now. Why do you say, say, oh my God, the tennis beating well. me again. Yeah. <laughs> Next week's your week, mate. <laughs> Brilliant. So... Just before we end the show, then, guys, we are going to do what we always do and give our little nuggets of wisdom that we've picked up since our injuries. So today I'm asking, what have you learned about bladder or bowel care or both that you think the SCI community should know? Chris. Mm. Uh, when it comes to bowel and bladder, especially on your bowels, routine, routine, routine. Um, whatever works for you in hospital, uh, make sure whatever you do, you stick to it when you leave. It's worked absolute wonders for me. On the second part, uh, in terms of finding disabled toilets, our sponsor, Colorplast, actually has an interactive app called Wheelmate mm -hmm. that highlights, uh, I believe, it's also uh, wheelchair-friendly restrooms and parking for you to find. Um, so download that. It is fantastic. Cool. Thanks. Uh, Rubes? Um, don't lose the routine when you come out of mm -hmm. uh, hospital. And... Just even if you are really busy and stuff, just take five minutes, empty your bladder and get back to what you're doing. Just if you're out, tell your mates, listen, I need to go do your thing. And that's it. just avoid something that could be potentially embarrassing, but you can easily avoid it as well. Okay. So. Perfect. Ian? I think it's understand your body, listen to what it's telling you, um, understand that you might not be able to eat the things you used to be able to eat uh, at the times you used to be able to eat them. So everything is... In fluid, shall we say? <laughs> if you have a hot curry, it definitely will be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think even if you don't have a sensation, I think just trying to learn to be really in tune with your body and how your body reacts to different things. Um, it's a long process, but um, yeah, just be sensitive to any changes and be brave. It's hard, but it's, it's okay. <laughs> Um, and I think mine would be about hygiene, is just to maintain the highest standards of hygiene. Um, and I have about a million bottles of hand sanitizer that I swear by. So I usually always have one in a bag somewhere. So if anybody's ever stuck, guys, just hit me up. Um, and also own the farting. Just pretend it wasn't you and nobody's actually going to say it to you. They will <laughs> not raise it at all. Um, so that's that's my two cents. So we have to go. But 
before we go, just want to say I have a special gift for all of you. It's not a gift that I can actually give you. It's something that I have to show you, which obviously doesn't work very well in a podcast. <laughs> so um, I'm going to urge everybody to go look on our social media because it's even better than the Wheelie Clever quiz. Uh, as you know, this week I have been learning about animation. So I have made a little animation for each and every Amazing. one of you. Oh. So um, we're going to put them up on social media because it's all about our spinal cord injuries and they're all a little bit funny. Next week, it's another massive topic. We'll be talking about travel and transport and finding out how the team have found their way to getting around independently since their injuries. And um, whether that's just getting to the local shops or whether it's international travel, uh, we'll be having a chinwag about all of it. So we hope you'll join us then. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Oh, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to This Is Spinal Crap and thank you to our sponsors, Colaplast. If you like this week's show, please be sure to subscribe and follow us on social media. 